Hey, spooky friends, and welcome to the Twisted Twins. And guess what, baby? This is episode 30. Woo! It's the Dirty 30 episode. Dizzy. Yes. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. We're 30 flirty and thriving up in this episode. Yeah, we are. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not 30 yet. I would like it to be known. Yeah, soon enough. We have a couple months left. Okay, relax. Literally like a month and a couple weeks. Like five weeks, six weeks. Like five, six weeks? <laughs> yep. All good things, though. I'm okay. All good things. I swear. Yeah. No I swear it. Minus, like, the more I have, like, I feel like I have um pretty... I have, like, I feel like <laughs> I have, like... <laughs> Intense smile wrinkles. I and I'm like, ain't nothing taking that away unless I got filler or some shit and I'm not touching my face yeah no you know what was funny in high school um Kathy my best friend for almost 15 years now mm-hmm. she used to say <laughs> I don't know if she would remember this but she used to tell me like she would know if you and I were fighting the night before because I'd have like my angry <laughs> crinkle <laughs> and I'd be like Kathy! I'm going to have an even worse one now, bitch. <laughs> Kathy, no. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that always made me feel really good about myself. I know. I have that too. Got to straighten out those fucking. I've been so crazy. Like I've been um, really taking skincare to a whole new level. <laughs> Self-care, baby. Yeah. But um, I've been like really crazy with like moisturizing and being really good to my skin because, you know, I didn't get Botox in my early to mid twenties. Like you're supposed to before the set in. Sets That's in. what people say. I don't. I'm like who the who the fuck really knows? <laughs> and who really cares? Right. There are people who care, but I'm like, yeah, I care to be able to, you know, have yeah, full like express myself of- and smile. Yes. <laughs> And raise my eyebrows. Not just like. <laughs> I know. I mean, I do like envy the people who have like the smoothest fucking forehead. I'm like, damn. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I would rather have full full range. So yeah. what? Like, this is <laughs> this isn't just our podcast anymore. It's a podcast about skincare. What mm-hmm. products are you using on your skin? Oh, well, for like years now, I've been. CeraVe. I am a CeraVe bitch. CeraVe, CeraFe, whatever it is. But it's I, I, all their products. Outside of um, like I don't use an eye cream. You know, Mm -hmm. I bought I bought like a night, like a night cream um, (laughs) like years ago. What are you, 80? Exactly. (laughs) But it's like, just like a moisturizer you're supposed to use at night that had like more of who knows what the fuck and it didn't have 
um, any like sunscreen in it. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like it did nothing, nothing. It was all the same shit. I know. And I've seen things like more articles recently where it's like eye cream, like doesn't It's just do. moisturizer. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to use like, you know, my typical daily moisturizer or um, I will say I love CeraVe too. Mm-hmm. And but for um, moisturizer and face oil, because like the last, I want to say like year, yeah, probably a year, I s- kind of have been switching up and using face oil. And I don't do like, I wish I was so much more disciplined towards like, I take my makeup, makeup off, then I wash my face, then I do this. And it's like, nah, bitch, I am a hot mess when it comes to it, <laughs> but um elf actually has really good face and skincare stuff and i love their um i did see that they come out with like a new a new hydrating 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 something yeah so my favorite ones because i've tried a few of theirs my favorite one because i used to really like me and my good friend um my best friend we loved neutrogena hydro whatever yeah. Which I, those are my favorite face masks. I use those. They're like my fucking ride or die. I buy them. And then I just stare at them. <laughs> like, I just love, fucking love you. But, um, so I tried Elf's virgin, version of the Neutrogena Hydro, whatever the heck it's called. Mm-hmm. The blue one. Um, wasn't my favorite, but my favorite Elf products are the ones that, um, like contain hemp. So, like, the face oil is, like, hemp with um, supposedly sativa hemp face oil. So and then they're, I oh know, they're moisturized because it's, like, oh, it's energizing, right? <laughs> it's, like, really? And then their moisturizer, same thing. It's, I just love it, though. But um, the face oil I've gone through, like, I'm not kidding. I think I'm on my fourth bottle. I love it. I, I do like, like, I like hemp lotion. I mean, you know, I love like hints. Hints. Yeah. I love that. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I love the lotion for like my body, like my legs mostly, but then like I use for like everything. Yep. Hemp hemp and cannabis are very cool because they contain cannabinoids and our bodies contain cannabinoids and together (laughs) we're one giant cannabinoid (laughs) and we're healing ourselves (laughs) with these products yeah Yeah. no um anyway that is a point though now that you bring it up it's interesting how many years have i been talking about this shit cannabinoids too many (laughs) count too many count um no i've i've thought this forever even like in high school, before I even smoked weed for the first time, you know? Um, oh, okay. oh God. Here we go. <laughs> in high school, Kayla smoked weed. <laughs> and um, but before She's in I Texas, even... ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just kidding. What? <laughs> She's in Texas. Go get her law enforcement. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, so, but before I even, like, really knew what it was, when we were learning about all the different drugs and I had like a really crazy Mormon 
health teacher who scared the bejesus out of me about literally like everything and it yeah. stuck with me so long everything i learned in ninth grade health but um when i was learning <laughs> about pot i was like this seems like the least terrible drug out of all of them and like it's so not like it's so healing guys go out and go i mean up. go off because no, like there's so many different healing elements and it was like it's from the earth it's like the california coming out of me but fuck yeah like saying it like that and um seeing how it helps so many people with so many different ailments and then oh. like Hemp's like when you use like their beauty product, not like specifically the brand Hemp's, but anything with hemp in it, um, it helps so much. Like eczema, oh, you don't even know. know the psoriasis. Like I, I, I don't know. It's an interesting debate. It is. I, yeah. uh, I'm definitely on the more. It is a healing, beautiful medicine that. <laughs> is great in either form or any form really you know but um yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am in a state that it's not legal so yay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it is what it is but yeah. even if we don't partake we're we're allies too <laughs> we're allies we till we die <laughs> smokers bye but in your space yeah, I'm sorry too. Are those the spicy, chill, sweet chili? <sighs> How did you get the name right? <laughs> <laughs> those are my favorite Doritos. Are those the spicy, <laughs> sweet chili? God, those are my favorite. <laughs> I'm getting some tomorrow. Shit. Are they? They're not gluten free. Yes, they are. Are they corn tortilla chips? Yeah, duh. Okay, first of all, free <laughs> fucking lags. <laughs> Almost all chips are gluten free because they're made out of corn or potato. Chip talk. <laughs> <laughs> Not shit talk. Shit talk. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> we called this little segment shit talk. Shit talk. <laughs> and these ones suck. <laughs> I don't mind those ones. I bought those too. But clearly, I, I don't mind them much since I'm eating the kids' chips. I buy them for the kids, <laughs> it's for the kids. But I hate these fucking green ones. I'm like, I love spinach, but these taste like shit. I've Get never... I feel crazy because I never knew that they were, like, different flavor. They all taste the exact same to me. Kayla Louise, the yellow one is potato. The green one is spinach. The red-orange one is tomato. It literally... Has the picture right there. Let's see. Great. Potato starch. Brittany. With spinach this powder. Picture, this picture, the chip's on fire. <laughs> okay. And it feels like sweet, fiery goodness into my soul, all right? It actually does. I can't believe you do the exact name of it. 
Like I know that they're the ones that oh they they do kind of taste spicy and sweet. <laughs> but to know that there's spicy sweet chili, bitch, relax. <laughs> they're my favorite ones. They have Doritos has another one that's like spicy nacho. Not like bad, but fuck no. Spicy sweet chili, AB. All yeah, the way. Burning. I have I bit my tongue yesterday. And it's kind of burning where I bit my tongue. That must be the spicy part. That's the spicy sweet chili, Kayla. Yeah. Burns a little bit. Kind of made me lose my appetite. Okay, relax. Yeah. I'll eat them for you. Bring them to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take them. This episode tonight, um, <laughs> since it is our 30th, we just decided to kind of have like more of like a laid back kind of fun episode especially you know it's been kind of like harping I've been harping myself <laughs> um excuse me that it's <laughs> excuse me Kayla I, that wasn't to that relax <laughs> <laughs> that it um it's spring and with spring I think of like spring cleaning unfortunately and then I think of okay well what's like a fun thing that we can talk about um, a couple episodes back, we did like a spirituality magic kind of like go off on your fucking soapbox episode. But I also was thinking like spring cleaning for your spirit and for, yeah. you know, implementing fun little self-care uh, routines or and just kind of give you guys like a piece of what we do and um, some practices that we do to just kind of try and stay balanced and try to just, you know, keep our energy as, as pure and filled with love and light that we can. Yeah. We, um, that's a perfect time of the year to talk about it because it's right before, well, not right before, but we're, you know, two months away from uh, our other solstice. Summer is coming up and in my head, and maybe it's expectations I set for myself, but I do like to like have my shit together for the year before summer solstice. I don't know if that's just like- Really? That, yeah. Is that not you? No? No, for me, it's more um, like summer is like a time to like do like fun projects or do things like that. And then like, but, like it's, it's like the educator, huh? See, I can't like focus on anything fun anything fun if I'm like hung up on shit I didn't fix during springtime I don't know is that am I weird I like for me it's like labor day labor day is like my cutoff that's so late well because it's like think of it like the education system we did that shit for years and years and now it's like just listen now it's like okay September September is the time where you're like, you're getting your back to school stuff. You're like starting a new chapter. So I guess that's kind of like where I see I should be ready and done with things by like September 5th, for sure. Not to say that there's not more projects or fun things to be had, but. Right. Um, it's just like a weird, it's not even like anything specific needs to be accomplished by this date. It's just like where I'm like, Okay, I will have my shit together <laughs> with like certain things, but for me, I break it up like quarterly. Yeah, I get. Quarter I mean, I get like, that. 
like elements, I guess. Because it would be like, it's like, like the end of winter, like winter, springish, and then it's like summer, fall, and then it's like fall, winter, winter, springish. I don't know. Did I miss one there? <laughs> but, um, oh, there's a bug in here. But yeah, I like to, I think because once summer hits, then I'm like, I want to just enjoy it. And there's like so much going on during the summer stuff. And then fall comes and that's like my like my happiest time of the year. So Mine I don't want to worry about anything. And like spring, I love spring too, but not as much as I love fall. Spring's okay. It's not my favorite, but I also think like going off of what you're saying, tangent style, um, like the first of the year to like April that's like clean out time like the start of my spring starting new like rebirth if you will exactly and like shedding that skin you know shedding that that old skin that doesn't serve you and breaking out of that seasonal depression (laughs) and holiday hangover yeah. Because, yeah, the fall time, definitely fall into the beginning of winter is my favorite time of year. So we're getting caught up in other stuff. This episode, <laughs> we want to talk about mainly focus on meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do agree with you that it's like this. This is the part of the year where it's rebirth and it's like healing and focusing on yourself and self-love and that's like something so huge that we talk to everyone about anyone ever think like april showers bring me flowers and your soul is the motherfucking flower think i like that cute analogy thanks (laughs) that was cute you're you're going through like all this sadness with all the rain and then out pops a pretty flower exactly and all the growth because you know you got to do some growth in there Mm -hmm. yeah stretch those roots down okay anyway so i've got a really a really good interesting little about um meditation and why it's so important so when you start meditating um you're going to you're opening up your yourself your third eye your you know, subconscious, non-conscious, whatever you want to call that portion of you, you're opening that side up to try to help heal yourself, relax yourself, calm yourself. Um, And then you can go off on different tangents. Like I use meditation to recenter myself. I ground during my meditations. You can ground outside of it too. Um, But mainly I like to connect with my spirit guides through meditation. So when I'm meditating, And I'm specifically wanting to talk to my spirit guides. It's because, like, we got shit to handle, you know? And the past couple months, it's been so hard for me to just sit and meditate. Like, just to sit and try to relax. I feel like I'm, like, going, going, going. And I can't, like, keep up or whatever. You know, I just feel, like, overwhelmed. And I'm like, I can't meditate because that would solve all my problems. That can't happen right now. You know, so stupid. But um, today has been crazy because when you and I had decided that this episode was going to be dedicated strictly to meditation, um, 
it was like things started to push me like all since we decided meditation it's been non-stop for days that um, like things will happen and I'm like oh my gosh like well and then I'll hear like well if I was meditating then I would understand why that was happening or like things would stop happening like I have lost I don't even know if I'm making sense but I have lost so many things today and you were on FaceTime with me specifically it's like one thing after the other it was so annoying and I'm not such a scatterbrain there's times where I am but yeah. I do feel like I have been ignoring them and not like purposely well kind of purposely um probably because I'm supposed to do something or make a big change or something like that and I'm just being stubborn so I feel like well, and it's a hard practice to fall back into you know yeah sometimes sometimes it's like okay I'll get back into it and I'll start meditating you know almost every day if not daily but um I think there is a message waiting for me in my next meditation that I just am like no I will I hope so that sounds exciting it is but I I think it's like a big change so I'm just trying to just like you're not ready for it yet yeah hear it yeah and I think they're like, like my spirit guides, are like all irritated with me. They're like, "Fucking do this, bitch." So, uh, stay tuned. Yeah, no, but um, it helps you become. Long story short, it helps you become more intuitive. And normally, when I'm not being like a crazy person, like I have been lately, when I start seeing even one or two of those little signs, then I know, like, okay, I got to jump into a meditation, and it's going to be answered right there. Um, yeah. And that's the cool thing I think about meditation is how well you start connecting with yourself and your guides and the people in your life every day and just your surroundings in general. I think it's freaking awesome. Yeah, a big part of my meditation, um, I started, I think it was like 2018 was when I was really like getting into it. Um, And I had this app. I believe it was called the happy app. I want to say, um, I think it's like an orange or yellow app with like a smile and they do like walk through meditations or just music and you like do it for the elapsed time. But I really liked the guy's voice cause it was like a very calming voice, whatever. And I wasn't doing anything too crazy. The main thing that I was trying to tame or control was my anxiety and um, depressive symptoms because mental health for me has been a struggle, especially in my adult life. So kind of being able to say, okay, well, this is something that I can do that I can control. I can learn how to control my breathing. I can learn how to do certain body scans. I can slow myself down because being able to do that is just really for me it was the first step on that um kind of heart like I don't want to say harnessing but taking control back from feeling so out of control but um no so I think meditation is incredible for mental health it's incredible for self-care for spiritual growth 
all of those things and you can go into it. Um, sorry, I have mascara in my eyeball. <laughs> Flaky mascara, it's the worst. Um, and you can, you can do it for, gosh, like two minutes to, you go crazy. You can go for a long time. And I'm like, my girl, you know, ADHD brain, squirrel brain over here is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's time to get out <laughs> I do get like that sometimes though like there have been times where I've gone um, I think my longest one it was a guided meditation class I did and it was like four hours and when yeah and when I had originally like signed up for it I was like oh my god there's no freaking way like I'm gonna pass out there's no way I can do that but um you come in and out of it, not like fully come out, but you come out enough into like your, um, you know, like first level safe space type of thing so that you can fix some shit or whatever and then go deeper into it. Um, but, but the ADHD brain is real. And, and the thing that I think helped me the most when I started meditating, um, cause I would be really hard on myself if I couldn't like shut my brain off. If oh, I yeah. like the gardeners outside, like I hear the lawnmower and I'm like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Or like the neighbor's dog barking or whatever. Um, or in a, a car alarm or something. And I would feel like I would jump right out of it or something, or I would hear it and I wouldn't quite come out of my meditation, but I was recognizing it. And, um, I want to say it was, a class I did with Yamilia Munya, where um, she was talking about when you're in that meditative state and you do start hearing that third party stuff from, you know, your world um, to take note of it, like everything that happens in your meditation, take note of all of it, any of the colors you see, the feelings you go through, the like bodily function feelings that you go through, whether you like your heart rate goes up or goes down, or um, you feel flushed, you know, or freezing, like the um, tingles or um, mm -hmm. tightness in your yeah. in your muscles or the dog barking. It's like it's all stuff that you need to be taking notice of because it's all signs, you know. Nothing is a coincidence, right? Or it's even like. Cause I thought, I thought that too, oh, I can't clear my mind because as soon as I'm like visualizing waves rolling on like a rocky beach, my brain will go, you know, to five, 15 other things or the task, the list of tasks that I've assigned yeah. to myself that have to be done. Um, kind of like how you were saying is acknowledging those racing thoughts that come through and then just kind of reminding yourself, take a deep breath. My personal favorite breathing is box breathing, mm -hmm. where it's like, um, hold for four to six. Hold. <laughs> Don't breathe at all. <laughs> hold. Four and to six hold seconds. Hold. <laughs> take, um, exhale. And then, um, like, hold, whatever. Box breathing. It's fucking fantastic and I love it. But yeah. 
um it's just and that kind helps of you too is the visualization yeah drawing a box with your breath that oh, yeah a lot of people with their deep breathing too definitely and um there's all sorts of different ways that you could partake in meditation you could be sitting up or lying down personally i do the sitting up because the laying down i get a little it gets a little too cray cray for me um i've also done and i talk about this a lot um but what my my spiritual advisor slash therapist that I had, she was just, she was meant to come into my life. She um, had brought in her VR set headset and had a meditation on there because my anxiety is, I, I, <laughs> it never goes away, you know, it's never going to be gone. So she was like, well, here's a fun tool. I was doing a meditation and they literally, I was like under the sea, looking at all like these beautiful sea creatures. And every time doing like the breathing exercises, there were rings with like sparkly bubbles. And so when you inhale, it looks a certain way. And when you exhale, you exhale the sparkly bubbles. So it was just like another way to visualize it. Um, but taking yourself from the racing thoughts from the things that just pop into your mind, acknowledging them and saying, that can wait until I'm done. Let me focus yeah. on my breathing. Let me focus on my body. And then because you like, <laughs> I will say this time and time again, I've never been blank in my mind during a meditation ever. There's yeah. always something going on. So do not beat yourself up. If you're like, my brain is, I cannot, quiet my mind you know yeah that's something we've heard a lot even from people that have um like messaged us on tiktok about like help with meditation and guided meditations is that's like my number one thing whenever i do any kind of guided meditation is i'm like i i don't think i ever say clear your mind i start giving you things to start visualizing exactly that's like, it's like, you're never going to clear your mind, but I'm going to take you to a safe place, your place that, you know, I'm guiding you, but really I'm giving you the option to choose where to go. And that's the way to do it because there are people, there are some crazy people that um, can just completely shut their mind off and just like, and they fall into meditation so quick. They're always grounded. It's like, show Earth off signs <laughs> i'm like okay but um yeah definitely don't feel bad about yourself you can't shut your mind off so. you know it is it's tricky um and there's just a couple things i wanted to kind of briefly discuss because i feel like they are so important they really deserve their own episode and us kind of discussing the history of it and really what kind of um, popular practices are for it in general. But I wanted to kind of run through, because um, I briefly mentioned like a body scan, uh, which is a very common, uh, really like a beginner and intermediate advanced meditation Which tool. one is it? It's all across the board. Or advanced. 
it's all across the board and that would you know body scanning and really kind of because you start from your head and end at your feet you like go down your arms things like that but the ones that i want to really touch on are your chakras if you're over on youtube hello i'm going to be pointing to the area audio listeners i'm going to be <laughs> explaining it so at the top of your head that is your crown chakra now in between your eyebrows and on your forehead is third eye or brow chakra and in your throat like uh, where your adam's apple should be your voice boxes throat chakra <laughs> where your adam's apple where my adam's apple is yeah well, there's there's something going on your esophagus um in here where your heart is heart chakra right below that kind of like where your diaphragm is and your tummy is um your solar plexus now in kind of like your for us women the womb lands <laughs> or, <laughs> or like your you know your intimate areas if you want to get cray cray um is your sacral chakra and then your tailbone down is your root so it's your root chakra so it's um what's it called seven chakras you know the main hitters and with body scans you can literally go from crown to root scanning your body and when i say a scan it's like you're in your meditation and you're literally visualizing and kind of assessing your body like do i have a headache right now i do have a headache right now and kind of some things that i do for myself and you can kind of go off on this when i'm finished too um like say i have a headache which i do have a sinus headache right now I'm in meditation. I'm doing my body scan. Ooh, I have a headache. I'll sit there in like my meditation and pull and like literally throw it away from my body and then visualize filling that spot up with like love and light and pure yeah. love and light and go through like, especially if you're a longtime listener with all of my endometriosis issues, a huge thing that I would do during meditation was clearing out my sacral. So that's where like a lot of my adhesions were growing. It would be like clearing, literally clearing it out, getting rid of it and filling up that area with love and light and just pure love from source. Yeah. So that's just kind of like one of my all time favorite things to do is just a, a quick body scan. It doesn't have to be super in depth. Mine are like five minutes, if that. Mine, mine I do. Um, I love like start out your meditation with a body scan and like recognize that you have that headache and try to work in your meditation to clear it and massage it and heal it. That's so good. Um, one thing that I notice during my body scans is anything that's tense like I'm oh, yeah. very, like I grind my teeth in my sleep I apologize I he does I like I am a tense person so I like I grind my teeth I'm always like up here I always am like you know just 
tense at all times because I just am crazy. And that's something that I notice uh, right away when I'm trying to, if I'm like having any kind of difficulty falling into my meditation, I check into that. And I'm like, okay, at the top, starting at the top of my head, you know, am I tense right here? Even just like, even just a little bit. Am I doing what Kathy said? And I'm having these wrinkle lines. Yeah. <laughs> like calm yourself down. Like Exactly. Relax. It's like All relax right. your muscles, mm-hmm. relax your face. That's I even like that little your tips. Oh yeah. And that's something I do when I do my guided meditations is I talk about like, feel the energy like running through your body and you can literally sense all the vibrations and like people that are skeptic that are like you can't do anything we're literally just a bunch of atoms all together like we're protons and neurons and the Mm -hmm. mitochondria like we're all these different (laughs) my biology majors (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) but we're all these things like we are energy and you can literally feel yourself <laughs> you can feel yourself vibrating like, <laughs> at all times. <laughs> but you can if you really do just like try to release that tension, try to be very aware. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I also am gonna say, um, I know I kind of said like uh kind of like our sources, I guess, for potential ways to meditate. Kayla and I both have used, um, YouTube has incredible guided meditations. You can do courses. We recommend Yamil Yamunia's because she, hers is just very incredible. Um, apps are great. I, I really, really enjoy the calm app just because you can literally be like, you can narrow down what you're wanting to meditate. Not so much spirituality, but if it's like, um, I'm having a sad day today, I need a meditation to help me with sadness, you know, Mm -hmm. or something like that. And it'll like pinpoint, um, not only does the Calm app have meditations for adults, but they also have it for children. Yeah. Because one of my favorite things to do with all four of ours. Which, who, like, who still, my youngest, to this day, loves Mm -hmm. meditating. And I will, like, I love that Brit and myself really got our kids into it because it's, it's so important Mm -hmm. to teach that, like, self-soothing. Exactly. Exactly. Meditation as a, as a kid, preteen, teenager, Mm -hmm. self-soothing like that anxiety control or not even control because you can't really control anxiety, but you can like, tame it. Treat it. yeah, tame it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Help kind of calm it down and teaching them that's as young as we did was very, mm-hmm. very good. I have a book I could grab. Um, it's mindfulness for parents and it, it talks a huge chunk about meditation for children and things like that. Kind of what sparked me saying, Kayla, we need to try this years well, also, ago. Like when we were, so those of you that don't know, Britt and I had kids at the exact same time. 
the we both have two kids and we both had them at the exact same time. So when we were pregnant with our first Thanks universe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry everyone else that was around us when we both were pregnant. <laughs> right. No, we were really that bad. I mean, you had rough pregnancies, but anyways, not <laughs> when we were both pregnant was the segue into that all. Um I think it became started becoming more popular around that time was when I first noticed it, where certain schools, elementary schools were, um, instead of giving their kids detention or making them walk laps at recess or some dumb shit like that, they had them go in and meditate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Like, that's a beautiful way to do it. Yeah. Because you know, like, I'm like, get me on a soapbox about children. Um, Children, for the most part, are a product of how they've been raised. And that's not every percent, but it's a big chunk of it. And I noticed that more with kids that act out like crazily. They either are, they're craving something, whether it's attention, positive or negative attention, or just anything in general. And the kids that we've dealt with, even when we were children, and then now with our children's friends and stuff, is like the kids that are like inherently mean and like bully type kids, they, uh, I'm just not even gonna say anything, but they need meditation and that self-soothing more than the average oh, yeah. kid. Just like- and- Teach yourself how to love yourself and calm yourself down. Exactly. Because unfortunately, for a lot of children who have issues with, um, I don't know, like behavioral or just kind of like home life situations, being able to self-soothe, learn that practice is so important for their little, their little minds and their little souls because... I don't believe that there's children necessarily that are like without a doubt, oh, that kid's just a fucking bully. Like, no. 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 T- peel back those layers because yeah. you're going to find a fucking solution in there and it's not the kid's fault, you know? Yeah. So I'm definitely being literally a psychopath and having no right outside of mental illness outside outside of being a an actual psychopath Mm -hmm. no one is born like that way you know it's all this thing about they've been raised taught that raised that way or they've learned to be that way because that's how they survive whether it's getting attention surviving by attention um you know anything yeah i we're really we're really big fans of kids and yeah <laughs> we are we yeah. are and it's tricky because there's times where um uh really quickly i'll go back to it anyway th- there's times where where i am frustrated with my kids or something and i'm like y'all are just driving me insane but um, when they were little, like, <laughs> they're little to me still. They're my babies forever and always. But I want to say, like, two years ago, when that, it was heightened, the pandemic, everything, we're in each other's faces constantly. It was like, okay, no, y'all, we're going upstairs. We're going to meditate because, yo, <laughs> this is too much. 
Um, but what I really loved about the Calm app was um, the kids section. In the kids section, the one, like my favorite one was the panda. He's the fucking coolest. I love the panda. He's so, his voice is so calming and sweet. And he almost like tells like a, it's like a nighttime meditation. So he like tells a story. But they also do like body scans for kids. And the way that they describe it isn't like, do you feel tension in your head? You (laughs) you know, it's like um, imagining like a ball of light. And this light is filling up your body. And by the time you're done, your body is full of light and it's relaxed and all of this. So it was just like a very beautiful way to do it and easy because it's on an app. All you got to do is press play. And Turn like, up that volume. The the really interesting thing is that at this time, our kids were like in that transition from, I mean, excessive, like very far away, but like that toddler-esque era to developing these personalities for them now. And they didn't want to meditate. Like outside of my youngest, who is just, the rarest of all children with his you know thought process and he actually truly enjoys meditating and requests to meditate all the time um outside of him the rest of them they didn't want to (laughs) you know because they knew that that was like they knew that they would pass out during it yes that like that meant they they would get so relaxed so the (laughs) other three are sitting there which two of mine (laughs) are Tapping their fucking side, tapping their feet <laughs> in their hands, talking to each other, hitting and each other. Like, it's like, and then they're like, oh, okay, back to it. Yes. But um, the whole time they're, you know, whining. Well, I don't want to meditate. No, if we meditate, that means it's bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't. You're, you're not even supposed to fall asleep when you're meditating. No. Yeah. But, um, but then by the time they were all laying down, it was they were all enjoying it. Yes. Your youngest. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> every time they pass out. Yeah. Brit's youngest. Every single time. Like, okay. <laughs> the one that was the biggest fight about it. Yes. My <laughs> oldest. Jeez. The, anyways. Yeah. I definitely not that I'm in any shape or form to give any kind of parental advice, but I feel like it does take a village and any little thing is just helpful because sometimes as a parent, whether you're the mother or the father or like a single father, single mother, or two mothers, two fathers, whatever the hell you are, parenting is hard for all of us. And like teaching the kids soothing things that like, there's always such an argument like, I don't have time to meditate and there's certain things like I don't have time to work out. Okay. For sure. You have like a four month old baby. Like you can't just like take them to the gym with you or something, you know? So certain things (laughs) like that's believable or understandable. But when it comes to meditating, it's like, this is something that you can do. Excuse me. How old? He's like meditating. (laughs) That is something that you can do with your kids. And not only is it calming you down and calming them down, but it's teaching both of you how to um, how to calm yourself down and soothe yourself. Speaking yeah. of owl, my cat, those of you who aren't on YouTube, 
did not see my kitty cat. Um, he is a very spiritual cat. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but um, he's a little over two years old now. And I've had him for almost two years, you know. Um, and anytime I pull up my tarot, he's right there, always watching me. If I'm manifesting, he's right there. I mean, he's very rarely away from me, you know, but he seems even more heightened and he is a meditating cat to the point yeah. where it's crazy. Like sometimes I just want to meditate by myself, but he likes to sit right with me when I'm meditating or right next to me and always on my rose quartz side, which I find interesting. He's yes. my love for He's your little familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that all, and like, I, he is, the way we found each other, he was like, oh, hey, mom, what's up? And I was like, my baby. Anyways, yeah, so it's good to meditate with not just your kids, but like your friends, your spouse, your anyone, you know, it's, yeah. I, I've always wanted to, um, to make like guided meditation videos and like such a different such a vast array of them whether it's like guided couples meditations you know and like trying to build that love connection or yeah. friendship meditations and build that bond and that strength and security or whatever um so <laughs> if you guys want to hear any of my guided meditations for that definitely like and subscribe and we'll get right yes. that. but um that's like it's it just it's so healing and so powerful to have that control over your um mental health yeah brown health yeah so kayla for and we can both like um go back and forth when you're first getting into like meditation position do you prefer to sit up or lay down i'm I prefer to lay down <laughs> if I could. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, No, because I do like to meditate sitting up, but yeah. I have to be so it, it's like, like this chair that I'm in right now, my pink one, it's the best chair for me to meditate in sitting up because it has like the cushion is at the perfect level. Everything's perfect about it. Yeah. But very rare. Will I find a chair? <laughs> <laughs> very rare will I find a chair that I actually want to meditate in. Um, I'm definitely a laying down type. And um, my favorite way to meditate uh, is my hammock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I love my niece more. So <laughs> my niece said, hey, I guess I can just meditate for you in the hammock, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that is the best way to meditate I think these chairs actually because I'm more of a sit up um I'm gonna try because <laughs> for our magical witchy spiritual listeners anytime I lay down I feel I definitely have to make more of an effort to ground myself but I have more like spiritual experiences if that makes sense, like, um, like past life regression type, um, connecting with spirit guides, 
things like that more when I'm laying down. So sometimes more often than you're not, like, you're more vulnerable. Yes. You don't have, and that's the biggest thing too. If you ever do guided meditations with people, um, a lot of times they will tell you to sit up, plant your feet firmly on the ground, because that is like a way to keep yourself fully grounded. And one of the reasons why we always joke that don't meditate with Brittany because <laughs> you'll be so dizzy after um, it's because I just like took over your whole thing, but you meditate with this bitch and you guys are laying down. She'll just like her soul and her energy is just like a whirlwind when it's not grounded in a good way. Yeah. A bad way. There's times like, like I spent, um, I want to say like a year really working on my meditation and trying, but the thing is, is. I've never like had dreams of flying. I've never had, and I'm terrified of heights. I've never had dreams of um, <laughs> so soaring high above the clouds, like nothing like that ever, fucking ever. I'm always on the ground and something like real is happening. It's not like I can spread my wings or anything like that. So a lot of times when I meditate, especially now that I kind of learned the grounding basics and what works for me, I'll, <laughs> I'll have like a vine from the earth in my mind around my ankle <laughs> and I'll still go fly and spin, spin round and round. But it's like, it's to me in my meditation, just to give you guys like a little visual aid, if you've ever seen Sleepy Hollow, when the mom, Ichabod Crane's mom, says, <laughs> she goes up like two or three episodes ago. Yes, she goes in her garden and she starts spinning and floating in the air, and that's the fuck I see in my head because I love that, <laughs> and I wish I wish I had the upper body strength to do aerials, like you know aerial, um, you know oh, what I'm saying. Oh my gosh. Like the aerial stuff where you're on, like with the, our cousin does it with like the hoops and, yeah, the, and the, the ribbon and stuff. Yes. Oh, if I could do that, I would literally in my body right now, not even meditating, climb my little spider monkey self up there and lean back and just spin. Like I would, I don't, I don't know why I am the way that I am. For like years that I do that ribbon learn how to do that ribbon, I mean, workout, I don't know, aerial ribbon workout. I'm, it sounds like I'm saying aerial. It's yeah. like aerial, like you're in the air. Yeah, um, because it does like, and just like the feel, it's like a big hammock. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm there, I'm with you. Yeah. I yeah. 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 Um. So for uh, my particular position, of course, I've said it like three times already, is sitting up because laying down, like Kayla said, it's more of a vulnerable position. Um, it's not my favorite. So this chair in particular, um, I have two of them. Thank you, Mama. I love them because it's like a very strong back and good arms. 
on this particular chair. Oh, I love a strong back and good arms. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> but for me, um, the two feet on the floor thing, I do that probably half the time because it doesn't, I'm so terrible. It doesn't matter where I am, um, if I'm in public, if wherever the fuck, I always have to have at least one knee up. It's just how I am. It's more comfortable. Like right now, if you're on YouTube, I'll show you. My knees are literally up. I'm right. in the same <laughs> Yeah, my no. knees are always up. So it's, I just, this is just comfortable for me. And I'll keep my arms again, if you're on YouTube, keep my hands like this on my knee. I'll hold like crystals um things like that but i i literally sit like this and like rest my head backwards and sometimes if i'm like oh this is too tight really just depends like on your how you're feeling you know if um because for grounding in this particular position it would be coming out of how i'm sitting so my groundingness into the earth is coming from my feet that are right below my knees and my root chakra that's sitting in the, you know, the seat of this chair. So, um, but there are times where I'm like, I can't breathe. My feet, like, I just need to feel like the cold ground on my feet. Then I'll obviously have them on the ground. But this is kind of like my go-to position with my head resting back like this. And um, that's pretty normal. A lot of people... Um... A lot of people feel comfort when they're meditating in a seated position like that. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you have, like, if your hips are elevated in a certain way, like how you're obviously sitting on a cushion. Um, I have a... You have, like, the most comfortable, cutest meditation pillow. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and I use it more um, if I'm doing, like, a quick meditation yeah if i'm like doing one before bed i'll <laughs> bitch i'm laying down <laughs> i'm laying down i also like there are times too especially when <laughs> when i was living in mom's house and in that particular bedroom mm -hmm. go back to the mom's house episode if you would like to know what i'm talking about yeah, I couldn't meditate in that room because it was so loud. It no. wasn't no. me. See, this is where Britt and I differ. And we differ a lot when it comes to the paranormal. <laughs> oh, okay. What are you going to say now? Because I, I liked meditating in that room. In the green room? Yeah. Beach goodbye. Good night and goodbye. Yeah, I did. Um, I had the most like vivid meditations, like the clearest. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, that was the most active room in the house. And I liked being able to actually like, in my mind, like, see what was there, you know, because um, when it was never your bedroom, though. Let's clarify that. When? when we first moved in there, 
Okay, you were not meditating on a regular basis then, bitch. Oh. I'm talking like the last three to four years. Well, the only time I would meditate in there was um, you weren't in there. It wasn't your room. Oh. Yeah, because then when it was your room, then I'd be in like the living room or the blue room. And yeah, the rooms have actually been painted these colors. That's how we differentiate all of them. Uh, But yeah, that's where I would, when it was a guest room. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. The green room. I know, I know, I know. But I just see it as my room. (laughs) Even when I was in Virginia, it's my fucking room, baby. (laughs) No, it was just... I obviously I meditated in there quite a lot, but there everything was way like um, if you can think of almost like uh, when you're in a dream state and you try to open your eyes and it's like cloudy in your dream, meditating in that particular room was like seeing with your eyes open. Mm-hmm. And it was very intense because <laughs> It was almost like um, an invitation for the spirits in mom's house to come and like lean in your face and be like, hi, we can Mm -hmm. talk now. And it's like, no, I don't want to. So I would shut, you know, shut that down. I think it like it helped boost my, you know, um, strength when it came to really focusing during my meditation and really grounding myself because when the times that I like didn't even care, didn't even ground myself or anything, that was when it was, it would be like borderline scary, you know, where it was like, okay, like, holy crap, too much, too many faces, too much stuff. Um, But it was clear. It's like, I cannot describe that room other than um, like the veil is just, there is no fail in that room. And, yeah. and maybe now, because I was just there, you know, last week. Um, and it's a little different. But still, as yeah. soon as I got back there, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't actually as soon. It was maybe like a couple days before we left where I started like noticing it. And the kids were noticing it too. <laughs> well, and I worked really hard on protecting the house and protecting that particular room because there was one infamous spirit who would come in and he was a creep. He was a not great guy. So having to literally like you sense him and you're like, get the fuck out, David, like that kind of thing. It was like a regular thing and then putting up my own kind of like protection. But there were still times where I could feel him around. But then the other spirits in the house are just like, hey, what's going on? Think mm-hmm. of like the show Ghosts almost, where they're like shoveling. What are they doing in here? What are they doing in here? But that was like their favorite room. And yeah. for some reason, I always lived. That was always my room. Almost yeah. always. It was when it was only our room for a short while, <laughs> like a very, very short, maybe like a couple days. Um, but I could not have that be my room long-term. Yeah. Because you're right. It is very loud. Yeah. A lot. 
and it took like even this is such a tangent even the last little bit that josh and i were in there and then when he left for his military stuff and it was just me i had to like set up a lot of protection a lot of cleansing a lot of um just rules you know to have that space and it's i still daydream about that bedroom because it was i just loved it by the time i was done like living there like that's my home that's my room kind of thing which i never would have thought that i'd feel bad about that creepy ass room because <laughs> it could get scary in there back yeah. in the day but anyway so how exactly because we've kind of <laughs> touched on um spiritual uh encounters or spirit guide encounters past life regression things like that how do you kind of um, what do you do to prep for that during yours, Kay? Um, I actually have kind of a long, um, I guess you would call it like a ritual that I do if I'm planning on connecting with my spirit guides. And it goes back like I, I like pre-plan these meditations, at least by a little bit. Um, and I'm kind of letting them know like telepathically hours before like, hey, we're met we're meeting up tonight like 8 37 my room we gotta work some shit out um because it takes a lot of energy for your spirit guides to be able to connect with you a lot um and it takes a lot of energy and it's very difficult for them to come through all those layers from their world into our world um so that's kind of where you meet them halfway almost you know um yeah. you have to work really hard and how hard it is for you to work to get into that meditation and to stay in it it's like five times harder for them to come down there you know so keep that in mind um but yeah i like to give them a little time to like start heading down because we're we gotta have a meditation um and then as i'm prepping the room for my meditation now this is not everyday meditation. This is like very specific. I need to have a one-on-one -on -one time with my spiritual team, right? Um, so yeah, spend the time preparing, telling them I want to meet, and then setting up my room into a, such a way that it feels calming for me and um, welcoming to my spirit guides. So depending on what spirit guide I want to talk to, um, depends on what kind of trinkets I have with me. Um, if I want to talk to like a nature spirit or um, like my main nature spirit is like, like a mermaid or a siren. And she really likes my water feature and she really likes um, mirrors. So I'll put my fountain on, I'll get certain crystals that I know that she connects with. And then I put my mirror next to it as well. Um, not facing me. I'm like really weird about mirrors. Yeah, me too. Fuck mirrors. Yeah. Um, but I do have that there. So that's, these are all things that it could be taken as an offering, you know, um, yeah, like an offering to them, or it's just something that I know that they're going to connect with and they're going to enjoy. So I get the room set up as well, depending yeah. 
I want to talk to, if I want to talk to all of them, I literally will bring out all the stuff that I know that they like, you know, um, individually. And then, um, and then I get comfortable myself. Usually when I want to connect with my spirit guides, prepare for this. I sit up. I, yeah. When I'm meditating just for myself and like, I will connect with different guides. I'll connect with certain angels during my meditations. Um, when I'm laying down. But if I want to have that one-on-one, very spiritual conversation with my spirit guides, I sit up because a girl has got to stay grounded. (laughs) So I make sure that I am, that I stay up, everything's ready. And then I begin. So my meditation, I always start with a protection, um, whether it's a protection prayer, a protection spell, whatever you want to call it. I do my own kind of protection prayer and I envision every single word as I say it. I talk a lot about love. I talk a lot about light. I talk a lot about protection and security and safety during that um, protection prayer. And I envision it every single word that I say, I can see it happening. And um, once I have my protection up, then I start the grounding. And I also focus heavily on my third eye and I focus heavily on my root chakra. So both of those kind of working together is what helps me ground best. And um, I do one of two things when I want to ground. I either, and I think I've spoken about this in a couple episodes, but I will either envision roots shooting out of me, out of like, you know, my body, my root chakra. I am Groot. <laughs> like roots shooting down through every single crust of the earth down to a giant, usually it's an amethyst or a rose quartz or sometimes selenite. And it's like a ginormous, like, you know, three of me crystal at the core of the earth, the earth. The earth. <laughs> and my roots wrap around it and it like holds me down. And it's grounding me and I'm feeling the energy from all of that. So that's one of my, one of the ways that I ground. Um, And my second way that I ground is to literally envision myself just like sinking deeper into the earth. And usually it's either sand or um, like really soft dirt, but never any critters. And I like make that a major point because sometimes I get hung up on it. And then I cannot, like, I will not ground. I'm like, bye. And I, like, fly off to who knows where Ashley will. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, world. Um, So the grounding, whenever I'm, like, actually, like, putting myself into the ground, I will feel my fingers, like, digging into the sand. And I'll feel the coldness of the sand on top of my hand and my fingers and, like, kind of the, I know you hate this word, but like the moist of the bottom of the sand, you know, and I could just feel myself sinking down deeper. And then I feel the roots of the earth, instead of coming out of me, they're wrapping around me and just kind of like hugging me. (sighs) It makes me claustrophobic. Yours is weird too. So (laughs) with your root basket that you (laughs) encapsulated in. Whoa, whoa, we're not to me yet, bitch. So, um, once I'm, I have my protection, once I'm grounded, then I 
set myself up in my sacred space and my meditation. Okay. So um, <laughs> my sacred space is Spreich. My sacred space. Like, it's like me. And then like, I create this room of light around me. Right. And um, a trick I learned from one of our friends is that the outside of the, the room is like, uh, like rubbery. Right. So anything like, I'm rubber ear glue. It's like bouncing off of it, right? So anything yeah. that's trying to invade it, it's not going to. And then I'll even put another one over. And then the outside of that is like glue. So it'll like literally like stick to it and nothing can puncture it, right? So it's this big light room. I always see yellow in my um in my meditations. Always. My the light that surrounds me and everything. I try I've tried to envision it in other colors. And yellow is like the one that sticks out the most. If I see other colors during a meditation, um, then I know that that's a spirit guide trying to communicate with me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then once my little sacred room of light is prepared and I feel comfortable and I'm like chill in there, then I start asking them to join and to come in. And slowly but surely they'll start coming, coming in. Um, and the first time... I ever did a meditation with all of my spirit guides. It was very overwhelming, very emotional. The meditation itself lasted like an hour and a half. Um, and, and it was amazing. I literally got to see every single one of them. Um, a lot of it was telepathy. A lot of it was like, like talking through like hugs or like hands on hands or something like that, you know? Um, and I can't explain it other than just like, just knowing. Yeah. Just the ability to like, just know what they mean, know what they wanted to say or how they felt. Um, and that's kind of how I communicate with my guides. Um, yeah. and then my heart rate will go up. Um, I'll start getting like, my feet will get cold and my um, face will get flushed. And that's how I know, like that they're trying to communicate with me. Show. Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And then you just hang out <laughs> and then you thank them for coming when you're done and they dip out and you like slowly pull yourself out of it. Cause it's very draining. So you're going to feel exhausted after. Yeah. Yeah. Ready for some sleepy sleep. Yeah. So that's a, uh, that's my long explanation on, a spirit guide um actually my whole entire like spirit guide meditation yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah what about you what do you do um i've talked about it before but i'll go over it again um i usually i put myself in a forest or on like the edge of a lake in near a forest um now like never on like a beach with sand freak that <laughs> it's like too much uh the touchy thing anyway um so i put myself in like a forest that is mine but at the same time it's like i'm a quote-unquote like spiritual plane um so to protect myself and to further ground myself in this mystical forest of my choosing, I 
kind of like how Kayla said, I imagine from the earth vines, like thick vines coming up from the ground and creating almost like a hut or a woven basket around myself. And it, the basket itself is like thick, like think like um, a tree root. Huh? Like Tarzan vines. Yes, yes, exactly. Like a tree root, Tarzan, uh, Disney Tarzan type protection woven, like in unpenetra unpenetrable little hut that is around me. And then um, inside, and I say a prayer, I say a prayer to God and I say a prayer to Mother Earth because those two are one and the same and also two beings that I um, pray to and, and think and all of that jazz separately as well. But anyway, so it's kind of like my protection calling who I call to protect me. Um, grounding with the little basket inside my little hut and on the outside I have, um, you know, like in Moana when um, Kata gets its heart back and she like, she literally can like hold out her hand and then all this stuff starts blooming. It's like that inside and outside my hut, except not only like beautiful flowers coming, it's um, crystals oh. and like lights. And so, so I wonder what my top spirit guide is. <laughs> yeah. So when I leave my little hut, I usually have like a tether around my ankle. That's like always a reminder of like, I am grounded. I am grounded, you know? And there's times that I've had where um, I'll leave that particular area and not be in the little forest that I put myself in. I'll, I could be somewhere, like I've gone to a void, which is like completely black all around and I can hear voices, but I can't go anywhere. Mm. And I'm like stuck there until I come out of my meditation or I come out, walked a little bit and then um, seen a guide of mine and like interacted, never like words though. It's always like a hug or like a holding of the hands kind of thing. There was one, I walked out of my little hut and I fell into like a memory almost that one of my guides was showing me. And it, when I saw my guide, it scared the shit out of me. And I was like, but then I, it wasn't, um, I was scared, but at the same time I was like, hey, I know you, that's crazy. I know who you are, you know? Um, but those, those have been the ways that I kind of connect with my spirit guides, but even crazier is when I come out of a meditation that's like strictly spiritual or supernatural, I'll have my journal and I'll start automatic writing. Yeah. Cause that's just kind of, um, I have that weird trait to be able to automatic ride write and it's um like mirror writing which is crazy but also cool at the same time so I've done that um that's kind of what I do I don't do it very often because I 
feel as if I'm pretty vocal in my normal life with my my guides and kind of like relaying their messages and things like that, that I don't necessarily have to go full in. But it is fun because then it's, you know, you're, it's almost kind of like how you were saying it's like a date, like a friend date. Yeah. With your people. But yeah, so that's kind of how I connect with my guides in that sense when it comes to meditation. Um, and what kind of like, what's your favorite kind of music, meditative music to listen to? That's a good question. Um, okay, this is kind of weird, but I I can meditate Death too. metal? <laughs> No, I can meditate to a lot of different types of sounds. Yeah. Uh, I I love meditating to um, anything that's calming to me. But there are certain sounds like I'm very picky to. I can meditate to anything, but I'm very picky. Yeah. Um, I can meditate to a lot. I can't meditate to anything. But um, <laughs> there are certain like sounds just do not hit right with me and I haven't quite figured out which ones they are yet but I know I'm gonna hear them and I'm like I will pull myself out and I'm like no absolutely fucking not but um I really enjoy meditating to um Native American music yes yeah like chanting and that's like one like I will I mean you know unfortunately you've had to like stay the night with me and I will like keep like a 12 hour um like shaman play like doing music and chanting all night that's like my I love that with their like wind and wood instruments Mm -hmm. it's beautiful yeah it is and it's so relaxing and that's probably my favorite go-to but I like calming um like I have crystal bowls and I love creating that music as well. Um, the different sounds, because what I have three. I gave you one, right? I have three, two of them. Oh, okay. Um, so I just, I love the sound. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I have a yeah. ton of different bowls. My other one's over there. The one that your daughter loves the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a ton. And I use them to not just um, help guide people through their meditation, but I use them to cleanse also. Yes, and just like bring that light, like good in- good energy into a space. Um, I really like the, the Native American, um, even uh, like wind instruments or wood instruments, chimes are very beautiful. Um, and then just kind of like your standard, like ocean waves. Mm -hmm. I don't dream of the ocean. I don't dream. I don't meditate near or in the ocean, but ocean waves are like a go-to for me. Um, I also just kind of like a lot of like your standard run of the mills quote, like spa music, Mm -hmm. anything that's like the like just very relaxing beautiful music I'm not super picky sometimes I'll I'll be sitting there like um iTunes has a lot of meditative playlists and I'll be like no 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 
yes, yeah. repeat, have it on repeat. Um, but yeah, I pick very particular music. Excuse me. If I'm doing a guided meditation, I'm very picky about the voice of the person who's delivering oh. the meditation and the background music and the way in which they are delivering it. So it's whatever you guys prefer, find your preference and find which one that you like vibe more with because it can make a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you are using like YouTube or an app. Um, yeah. Sometimes it will turn you off to meditating. You're like, I cannot stand that dude's obnoxious <laughs> delivery. Some of them are just too much. Yeah. I loved the one guy and I sent it to Kayla and Kayla was like, I can't stand his fucking voice. And I was like, how? It was like, um, what's the word for it? There's the P. I can't Sultry. think of it. Sultry. Pretentious. Like, oh, pretentious. Yeah. Major. And I was like, you pompous motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I also can meditate to like brown noise and white Oh my noise. gosh. Forget about it. Brown noise. Brown noise. Brown noise. Yeah. So I'm, I, yeah. I'm with you. Like I can be picky, but I also can, I'm also very versatile, I think. Yeah. There's some things like, um, gong sounds, for instance, aren't my favorite. Mm hmm. They just, they're too startling. Yeah. To yeah. Oh, shit. Especially um, it, um, if you can find, if you can hear the loop. No. And you know, you expect it. Yeah. You know, that's like sometimes with waves or. Um, yes. Uh, I was just about to yeah. say that. Waves and like thunderstorm noises. You're like, oh, here comes that crackle yeah. of thunder. Oh, yep. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> my like, my brain will be like, um, it'll make like a song, you know, up until the next crackle. <laughs> yeah. And then you're focusing on the damn noise and not your fucking meditation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, okay, final kind of thing about meditation. How do you come out of it? Good question. There's a couple different ways. Um, depending on, they'll say the proper way that I come out of it, um, the typical way that I come out of it. I make a conscious, conscious decision during my meditation that it's time to come out of it. Um, and it's slow. I always start just like I do it at the end of yoga after you're in your pose. Yeah. yeah. And you slowly start becoming more aware of your body. Mm -hmm. so you're gently putting yourself back into your physical body. You slowly start moving your fingers and your toes. You kind of like move your shoulders around while you're, you know, sitting there. You just kind of start waking everything back up and it's very slow. And it's very controlled. Yeah. Um, and then I don't like to just jump up and like, okay, now up with the day. Like, I like to be very calm. 
um, afterwards as well. But there have been times where I set alarms. Like if I'm, I used to meditate before work, before every shift. I was crazy Um, because I worked the graveyard shift. So I would wake up from, you know, my nap or whatever. And then I would meditate for like 45 minutes and then I'd get up and be like, okay, time to go to work. But um, so if you set an alarm, it kind of sucks. You're like, (laughs) it pulls and like, you still have the ability to like, okay, slowly soothe your way out of it, but it's not as controlled because you're, um, you know, you can't control yourself getting out of it. You're just like, oh, great. Just woke me up. Um, but there's also been times where if uh, I do encounter something a little spooky, like if I didn't do a, a strong enough grounding session or protection session, and I have run into some spooky stuff uh, during, if my meditation turns into like an astral projection, um, then I will like bah, force myself out of it. And you never feel, it's like you feel uh, like jet lagged. I feel uh-huh. like. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What about you? How do you how do you come out of yours? I do the same thing. I go like more often than not. Uh, I go back into my tent, my little cocoon, and mm-hmm. I not cocoon. Fuck, not a cocoon. My little hut, um, my little wicker basket, if you will, and sit down, and then, you know, close literally close the door of my little basket. And then I wiggle my fingers and my toes. Um, I like, excuse me, come back into myself and open my eyes and just kind of like either sit or lay and reflect and then slowly sit up and kind of get going in that way. Um, There are times too where I just pass out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, That's like kind of more often than not. You know, because I like to meditate close to bedtime. Yeah. So, of course, there's times where you pass out. Uh, It's not necessarily recommended because the way that your brain um, is functioning during meditation is completely different than how it functions when you're sleeping. So you're not getting the same rest. uh, Yeah. And you're not getting the same results as you would hope for during meditation because you're just falling asleep. Um, so when I was, I had considered working, doing guided meditation and like a meditation studio. And that was one thing that they wanted to really harp on was if someone falls asleep and they start like snoring, just gently kind of go, okay, we're meditating. We're not sleeping, you know? And I always laughed at that. Like, for sure, so many people would be passing out in there. But that would be, like, the best way to sleep, too. Are you kidding me? Because you get so comfortable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it happens. Everyone does it. But um, if you are really trying to practice meditating, make sure that you are doing it sitting up. Um, unless you're just truly that uncomfortable. I understand that 100%. But try to sit up so that you don't fall asleep. And do it, like, in the morning after you've had, like, you know, before or after your cup of coffee, um, just so that you, you know, you're not going to fall asleep. Then you build up your strength with meditation. And even, um, 
a way that kind of helps me be like, you know, I'm waking up or that kind of thing is keeping my journal, which we talked about, harped on the fact how important journals journals are with spirituality and just personal growth in general. Yeah. Um, knowing that I have my journal sitting next to me and a pen, and when I come out of it, I'm going to journal about it, you know? Yeah. So it's like that. It's not that. important that if you are struggling with, um, you know, struggling to find self-love, struggling with decision-making, you know you're seeing all the signs everywhere. You're seeing the little animals that are popping into your everyday life. You're seeing the repetitive numbers. Go to our TikTok. We have all the numerology numbers up. Um, mm -hmm. If you ever have questions about it or, you know, want to pick our brains about numerology, definitely hit us up with a message. We totally get numbers and numerology. And that's a big way that our guides communicate with us. Um, yeah. But if you're seeing those, those signs and, um, and you need to start meditating, you just, you've got to do it. I don't even know where I was going with that. I got just strung <laughs> off on the numerology. Sometimes I just get going. And just <laughs> um, okay, Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, meditation, A plus. Oh, that's what I was going to say. If you're struggling with, um, you know, anxiety or self-loathing and you want to work on your self-love, you want to work on something specific, um, you know, you're seeing those signs from your spirit guides, but you're not sure exactly what they're trying to mean. It's very important to to dig deep in yourself and to meditate and to understand those those yeah. things help you work through your issues and what's going on. I do have a quote I want to say. It's a quote from this book. I love this little book. She has a lot of very cool um, books, but this one in particular is about chakras and self-care by Ambi Cavanaugh. And I just love, where is it? Here it is. <clears throat> quote, Self-care is the deliberate act of valuing our own mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health. It is rooted in self-love and having the ability to check in with ourselves and meet ourselves exactly where we are at, which is like, boom, mm -hmm. you're having a hard time, recognize you're having a hard time and fucking meet yourself in your, you know, self-care. Yeah. And meditation is huge for that. It is. It's, you know, arguably the most important part of your, you know, self-care journey and your spiritual journey. Um, we talked a lot on our spiritual episode about journaling. Journaling is so freaking important. And I do truly believe, and I believe I said it in that episode as well, um, that journaling is the number one tool that you need in your spirituality, even if it's a scratch piece of paper and a crayon or something, you know, something to journal those feelings. I'm like anything that a you cry on crayon, 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 <laughs> a crayon, a crayon, a crayon, a crayon, get some crayons, crayon, anyway, Ew, crayon, <laughs> get, get your crayons, kids. Anyways, 
the most important tools in your spirituality is something to journal with and meditating for sure. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. You want to, you know, quit smoking? Well, I would say meditate and hypnosis. We can have a whole episode on hypnosis as well. Our mother used to be a hypnotist, so. Hypnotherapist. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so kind of a big deal. We know a lot about um, meditation and and helping, you know, having your mind help heal your body. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Very important. Yes. So we hope that you guys enjoyed this Ramble Fest episode 30, all about meditation. Kind of a little dedicated love note to um, meditation and how you guys should definitely try it. It's not for everybody. If you don't love it, you don't have to do it. But it is worth trying. Absolutely. Yeah. If you do, if you want to connect with yourself, if you really want to work on your grounding, work on your communicating with um, with your spirit guides. Exploring or your spiritual side. Yeah, trying to just love yourself a little bit more and and carve out those five to You don't have to be hours long in meditating either. Hell no. Like earlier, like two, five, 10, 15, 20 minutes of meditating. Um, even just every few days, you don't even have to stress about doing it every day. Just make those, take those steps to, um, to helping yourself out and it'll feel better along the way, you know? Um, and if you have any questions about meditating that we might not have covered in this episode or that you want us to go into further detail about, definitely hit us up. When it comes to numerology and spirit guides, we, we are, we don't, you know, pretend to act like experts at all, but we know a lot because we have studied a ton, like credentials out the yin yang. If you want to know about spirit guides, ask us. We will definitely tell you guys everything. If you guys want us to go into more detail in more episodes, let us know. We're super stoked. Um, if you didn't catch us on YouTube, our YouTube is the Twisted Twins Podcast. If you want to check out those numerology videos or any other um, of our spiritual videos, check out our Instagram or our TikTok at the Twisted Twins Podcast. And if you guys have any other questions that you can't comment or send us a message on social media, go ahead and email us at the Twisted Twins Podcast at gmail.com. We're so glad that you guys joined us for this episode because this is something that we are both incredibly passionate about. Yes, we are. And we hope that you guys have a wonderful, relaxing, safe weekend. You guys take care and stay twisted. Bye.